Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of. Actually, it's a, uh, a special Sunday episode of yes. the turf. Of, well, I'm sorry, Sean. Go no, ahead. It's Sunday, but it's also it's the last turf and turnbuckle of 2019. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuning in right now to the last episode of 2019 turf and turnbuckles. Last of the decade, of course. Yes, of the decade. That's right. 2020, baby. Mm. I'm Duval Branch. Sean Mulcahy. And welcome back. Um, we're gonna get right into it uh, with some turnbuckles. Um, Since last week, we did Saturday, so we missed a pre-recorded Monday Night Raw, which was crickets. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, say how you go ahead, say, say yeah, how you feel. It was awful. It's there is nothing I like about anything. Um, Andrade won the Intercontinental title. Which is disrespectful. On a dark match you can't, somewhere. You, you can't give that man... Now, he didn't have some of the highest rated matches in NXT history. Probably the best dude they got. You can't... Yeah. I mean, he's... On really, Raw, he's the best dude he's, they got. He's good. I, I seen that years ago when he was... Uh, when he had A couple years ago when he first came into NXT... Um, even when he was wrestling in a couple of, of uh, Mexican wrestling organizations. Triple um, A. Yeah, Triple A. Uh, there was a couple other ones, too, as La Sombra. Um, the dude's talented. But I don't think that they should be disrespecting him like that. By And some people say it's not disrespect. You feel like this is just my personal opinion. If you're going to give the guy a title change, especially from a legend like uh, Rey Mysterio... That should be televised. As, 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 and they've had great singles matches in the past on Raw. I think the only reason they wouldn't televise it is that there are more problems behind the scenes with him than we know. And I'm just completely speculating. But I don't we, think he's happy. We talked about it on this show already about how Charlotte and he have registered the trademark for their independent names. Mm. And now... Why would they give him the belt on a dark match? Maybe he finally, the frustration boiled over at a house show somewhere, and in order to stop him from being upset, yo, 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 we were going to do it in a couple weeks, but let's, we'll do it right now. We'll put the belt on you right now. We'll go put you over Ray right now. And in his frustration, in his boiled overness, didn't realize how much he'd be screwing himself by doing that. But I also heard that they're setting him up for a storyline with, Black, Alistair Black. Yeah, they had they had good matches in NXT. They did, but it's just, and they don't. I don't necessarily have a problem when they have the real life relationships different than the relationships on screen. Mm. Like sometimes you do differently, but you're gonna have Black go out there and fight a guy, and then have his real life wife cause him to mess up because that's her job. Her job is to pull on his foot. For all intents and purposes, that's all you do as a manager in WWE. You pull on the dude's leg when he comes over to the ropes. It's all the same shit over and over and over and over. That's why I like the bunny, because the bunny has been new and different every time she was doing something. But, uh, whatever. Um, Andrade, though. Well, 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 Tully Blanchard was out there throwing fists. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, the managers in AW are a little bit more, you know. Speaking of that, I don't mean to go on another tangent, but can we get Arn Anderson in just one more match in AEW? Because that spine buster was crazy. I feel like it's going to happen, that it's going to set up for one of their pay-per-views, that we will have whatever's happening with Sean Spears looking for a tag team partner, perhaps eventually eventually gets down to, I really can't find anybody, who can I get? And then Tully's just like, what about me? And it's like, Tully? 
But, and then we have him where the only person he would be in the ring with, of course, would be Arn, and then right. it would be, it's almost a mixed tag match. Because it would so be like Joey, jo- Joey Janela and Arn Anderson versus Sean Spears and Tony Blanchard. <coughs> it seems like the long setup. <clears throat> but back to the whole um, raw, raw, uh, I awful. Guess. Yeah, just awful. finish with it being awful. Yeah. And then no AEW this week, but AEW Dark was phenomenal. I was waiting for it all week. I don't remember all of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but I know it finished with Sean Spears. As we're talking about this, Sean Spears and versus Janella. Joey Janela as Santa Claus. Sean Spears almost ruining Santa Claus being fake to the kid. And then Janela coming out as Santa Claus. And then anybody who didn't see after they stopped taping, they were doing a lot of stuff with uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin inspired drinking of, instead of beers, White Claws, and everybody and their mother speared Sean Spears. I mean... Everybody. And then even Tony Khan. Sean Spears is Tony! Tony! And all of a sudden, you're not going to spear, you're not going to stun me, are you? Ah, I'll stun her! Like, oh. <laughs> I like that. I like how the owner came out. Uh, you know, it. He, he looked like he was having fun. Tony Khan looked like he's, he's been having a really good time with this whole... And that's the thing, too, with AEW is... They were chanting, thank you, Tony. They're, the end. they're having fun. Like We went to two shows. We had a fucking great time. I had fun. We're already planning on going to the Jersey show. Yeah. Which is, when is that? Tickets go on sale 20-something of January. Yeah. And the show is in... Newark. Yeah. Newark. In March or in February? February. Something like that. Wow. Sometime. I don't know. I, I, I sent it to Sean, so... You know, we have the date. But, yeah. And then I was just thinking this earlier. I could say it to you now that we're here on the podcast because I didn't mention it before. But, you know, we got to go to the anniversary show. What? Next year? Yeah. Of course. We got to go to the anniversary show. We went to the first, very first uh, inaugural show. We got to go to the one year it's anniversary. Gonna, unfortunately, it's going to be something where we have to have money saved and ready to go on a dime because it may be on the other side of the country. And we may be taking a plane trip. Where they could just come back to DC. <laughs> I think it's highly likely that they do a trip back to DC. Yeah, I think they'll. I think that's the kind of company we're dealing with. Whether they remember right. shit like that, like your first show was in this was in this nation's capital. Yeah, why not bring the anniversary do back? Why the fuck would you do it in somewhere? Keep in, doing it. It's a nice thing. To somewhere do. in Oregon, like. <laughs> I like it. But that bit, just we're going a little fluid here today, but talking about their bookings and everything. I talked to somebody on Facebook going back and forth on social media saying about how there were problems with booking because WWE was keeping AEW from getting certain places. People were assuring me that that wasn't the case, but it seems like what after what Cody Rhodes said, like he's appreciative of where they're having the event in Jersey saying thank you for going against WWE's wishes, I guess. Like it's not written down, I guess, but they pretty much came out and told all the arenas like we really don't want you Accommodating the other company, right. or we may well, not come the, back. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of <clears throat> a lot of these places where these events are held, they know that when the WWE comes there for a live show or a televised show, that place, that arena in particular, is going to be making a couple mil that night off of merch, the food, food, parking, everything. They know that they're going to make 
a decent amount of money with that shit. And AEW isn't really an established company yet. Again, they're only 11 weeks in, 12 weeks now. They're a baby. They're a baby. So they're probably going to bring in a couple hundred thousand, but that's not the cup of tea that they like with WWE. So I understand why a lot of places don't want to piss off WWE with that. However, it's for the people. Pro wrestling ain't about y'all. No. And I think that's what the WWE needs to start realizing is that it's not about y'all. No, it's We about spend the money. Us. We spend the time. If I'm watching a six-hour fucking WrestleMania pay-per-view, you better blow me the fuck away. When they first started doing them around four hours. It was cool. It was cool. It was good. And there was even like one or two matches where it was like, man, that wasn't great. But it still was better than anything else. And right. now... It's a goddamn train wreck of eight hours, and it's just hit and miss nonsense. It's a shift of work. If you put (laughs) the roster and the talent and the free form that they have in AEW just out there on WWE's dime right now, and just said, go have fun with it, the shit we would see, the shit we would be laughing at, the stuff that we'd be getting upset about, the stuff we'd be cheering about and talking about for weeks would be awesome. And that's, in the end, it's like what you just said. It's for the people. It's for the people who, we ain't millionaires, we ain't got much going on, we have our families and that's our lineage and what we leave on this earth and we're going to have fun having our lives. And but this is to take us away from that and WWE just reminds me what a train wreck fucking life is yeah. and how depressing and awful it is and I don't want nothing to <laughs> you, do with that shit. You, you can't get back time. That was my main thing is I can't get back the time. I don't care about the money because I can make that money again. Yeah. I can't get back the time. Three hours of my life. Sometimes when I watch football, I watch a, game, a full game and I'm like, man, I enjoyed every second of that game. But I just, that was three hours of my life. Like, that's three hours. Right. Three hours of Monday Night Raw. If you watch that live with commercials and everything like that. I remember being a wrestling fan when they first said WWE was going to be three hours. And I was so excited. I was excited like a motherfucker. And then we quickly realized, like, what are they going to do? And it's been downhill. There hasn't been a marginal area of, like, oh, it's been great since they started doing it. Yep. They keep doing it because it's what they've been doing. They're expected to do it now. And they sell advertisement time. And they make money doing it. If they didn't make money, they wouldn't do it anymore. But they don't care about giving us that extra hour of entertainment. They give us the same amount of fucking entertainment, just spread out over more time. Yep. It's like getting a tiny piece of butter... And expect them to spread it over the whole fucking English muffin. Give me more butter. Yeah. That's all we want, WWE. More butter. Don't give us the smoke. Don't give us the yeses. Don't give us the fiend. Give me more butter. Put that on a shirt. Give me more butter. More butter. Speaking of more butter. Because let's just say Friday Night Smackdown was the same disaster. If we're talking about WWE still. Disaster. No good. Impact, same thing that it ever was. ROH was a lot of recaps of matches of the year. I yeah. think also New Japan Wrestling losing their contract with Access TV, and I'm not really? sure, not sure where we're gonna be able to watch that. You're gonna probably have to watch it only online, just like NWA, where we'll talk about NWA first real quick. Was not aware of some of the talent that they have over there, and may consider watching it now more. You Mr. Were, you were, Anderson. Yeah, you were telling me Anderson. A lot of bumps to a lot of people get people hurt, but NWA say that they don't necessarily care about that as much as about getting what people want. We want to see him. So they're going to make sure they work with him. And they're going to get him better. 
and then it won't be a problem anymore. It won't be a rumor. The Pope. That's it. It's An- not D'Angelo De Niro. It's not the Pope D'Angelo De Niro anymore. It's just the Pope. The Pope. That's it. That's his name. Just Does he come out with the money? Oh God, I hope so. I didn't see it, but that man. Listen, we went to a live show. Quick story. About six years ago. About almost seven years. This is like ten years ago. He doesn't even realize how old he is. Was it like no? It was. This is like this is before Bethany was born. So 2010. My daughter is six, so she would have been born in 2013. So let's say it was like 2010, yeah. Okay, so 2010. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Damn, shit. We went to a live show at the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre here, uh, Pennsylvania. We had front row seats. Yeah. We caught Jeff Hardy's armband that gets thrown into the audience. We had personal pictures and talking with some of the greatest wrestlers. Abyss, uh, Motor Abyss, City Machine Gun. Abyss was cool as shit. Abyss is amazing. He was cool as shit. Even though he's quote unquote dead to us, according to Tommy Dreamer and yeah. Impact Wrestling. That was funny as shit. But then, my man Duvall, we all got really messed up beforehand. And I fell asleep there. on the bench. He was out, get, out front. Out front a little bit. <laughs> then we get him inside, and he's sitting down, he's talking about getting some chicken tenders, but still sloping a little bit. Yeah. Like just in that seat. I was slumped. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm gonna paint a picture for you. Anybody who ever seen like the old Looney Tunes uh, cartoons, Pepe Le Pew, when all of a sudden he smells the other skunk, and that you see that pink like allure in the air, and he smells it, and he starts lifting his ass and carrying him across. <laughs> Duval perked up <laughs> with the cartoon imaginings of Pepe Le Pew, and just magically lifted, and just when he saw who it was, just kind of reached out. Like Leia to Obi Wan and Pope, Pope. Yo, this, I don't know. I am, I am what they call a, a connoisseur, a cologne connoisseur. Uh, I love different kind of colognes and fragrances, and I don't know what the Pope had on, but this that shit was sharp. To this day, <laughs> if we ever see him, we will ask him, yeah. "What were you wearing?" What were you wearing? Two thousand nine. Two thousand. Circa 2010, Wilkesbury, PA, man. What were you wearing? I don't know what it, I don't know what it was. Licking the pen real quick, ready to write it down. Like, what were you wearing, man? That dude's what were you wearing. Yeah, he had too much of it on, but I didn't give a damn. That dude smelled phenomenal. Oh yeah, we forget to mention that. Like the reason that I'm using that analogy is because Duvall was a good 15 feet away from this dude when he first smelled him. Yeah, and was like, what is that? I got nose like a hawk. I was like, that. I wanted to buy that cologne immediately. Was, I said, I need that shit. I don't right. care how much it is. But anyways, whether it be fanfare or not, we were too afraid to talk yes, to him. But I, is I, he I, worth? Watching NWA now? Or? I feel like, yeah, because he's always gotten the shit end of the stick when it came to his pro wrestling career. They fucked him over in ECW when they tried to reemerge that. Then he went to TNA as the Pope, who he is now. Um, he got hurt, and they just put him on the back burner. His injury made them afraid to really give him a chance because after but he the came dude back can too wrestle. early, he could. The he dude came back can too wrestle. early, so they put him on the mic. They put him on the microphone and said, this is what... This is what we know you can do, and this is what we are not afraid of you getting hurt right much. So I think him coming to a, which I feel like a lot of the older wrestlers, a lot of the older guys, older tag teams, they go to NWA. Again, I got to start watching a little bit more because if that's where Marty Skrull supposedly is going to be, from what I'm hearing now, he hasn't signed anything with AEW or anything like that. He hasn't signed anything with anybody. And his deal right now is little baby contracts. And speaking of deals, 
Killer Cross, who is a very good wrestler in TNA, uh, is reportedly being courted uh, something serious by WWE as far as a contract. Um, and they're not even giving him the good old uh, NXT, hey, go go make a name for yourself. Even though you've been wrestling for 15 no. years, go make a name for yourself. This is uh, at NXT. This is immediate uh, main roster debut. I heard Lesnar. I heard Cross Lesnar. Like, if he comes over, they'll give him right to, go right to the top. Put down Lesnar. You think so? Yep. Cross is young enough. He's, what, 30? No, he's a little older than that. 33, 34? He's mid-30s. So he's got 10 years? He's got he's got some time. So he could be the badass. Right. And he'll show up every week. Barry Lesnar, put Cross over. I'd watch. I'd watch that. That's it. That's are the they only gonna, thing that gets me to are watch they gonna, Are they going to change his name up to something stupid, or does he have the rights to kill a cross? Because uh, they, probably... they, they said that's what the fans are going to be calling him and screaming in the crowd. Kill a cross, kill a cross, kill a cross. Some dudes have the rights to their shit. Other dudes don't. I don't know the story. Because I know Van Damme really had to change his name to Van Damme. That's his legal name, I know. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Shawn Michaels did the same thing. Yep. He, ever, he threatened them all the time in the early 90s. Shawn Michaels will show up on another TV show just like Brett. He used to say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that comes out nowadays is funny as fuck. Um, also this week on, um, for, uh, as far as, uh, AEW, I don't know if it's ever been done before, but if it hasn't, history will be made. Uh, for the first time, if it is the first time, we will see a father and son tag team. On AEW, see, they're saying on AEW Dark. Is it Dark or is it Dynamite? No, I would do that Dynamite. This is what I'm confused about. It's advertised for AEW Dark. But if it's AEW Dark and there was no Dynamite this past week, how can there be anything on Dark this week unless they filmed more matches that we don't know about and they just didn't put them on TV yet? They could have. But either way, we're either getting it this week on, on Dark or we have to wait until Dynamite comes on this Wednesday and then the following Tuesday, the first Tuesday of January, yeah. we will get... AEW Dark Matchup, The Pride and Powerful, which I think they're dropping that name. I don't think it flew. I think it, they're dropping it. But They were trying to flow with the song. Santana and Ortiz are going to fight Billy Gunn and his son Austin Gunn. And it's not the first father-son tag team by any means. Oh, no. I'm, I'm saying it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because Dusty and Dustin, they teamed up. There's many, many more I, I can think of. Razor, uh, Scott Hall and his son. I didn't know they teamed up. He was on. Um, he was. He was on a bender for a while, so I didn't yeah. know if they teamed up. But uh, <laughs> Ric Flair and his son. WCW. Didn't um, they fight each other? They did. Um, David Flair, Ric Flair. There's some others, but moot point. That I think it's exciting. Yeah. That I guess Billy Gunn was saying he wasn't pushing his son to be over there, but it kind of feels like Billy went and worked with AEW to make sure his son. Well. Was able to get that. Well, spot. here's the thing: Billy secured the job spot as far as because they're gonna. Well, 2020 is when they're going to start their own homegrown training center in Jacksonville. They are looking. AW? Yes, I they, didn't hear this. They are. Yeah, they announced it. Um, but we really didn't talk about it. But months well, ago, it's been the holiday, and we've been missing a lot of well, something new. Well, so, uh, if there's anything we missed or anything things we should have talked about, please, as always, put it on turf and turnbuckles. Again, it's been the holiday, so I haven't put a lot out there. But um. They have already hired uh, people for their developmental. And I think that the facility is being built. Uh, from what I saw, like about two months ago, they did an interview with Billy Gunn. He was in Jacksonville, and he was saying how they are going to start their own developmental uh, 
territory as far as for AEW, some homegrown talent. Um, and Billy Gunn is one of the lead trainers. And who better? I did hear this. Who better to uh, train uh, or, or get you ready for the professional wrestling world than the guy who was a part of one of the greatest groups in the Attitude Era? Not only that. And a phenomenal wrestler. One of the best tag team specialist wrestlers yes. in the 90s. People will always remember the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. But nobody talks about doing all they, New Age moves. Outlaws. Nobody talks about New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws, the stuff, like... It worked. Underutilizing tag ropes, underutilizing tag moves. This is stuff that happens nowadays that's just awful. AEW is bringing us back to that. But again, like I talked about on last week's show, people are afraid to let go of what they think wrestling is now. And they don't understand. Billy Gunn, if he trains these dudes of the next generation, it's like, it's like a seed. We have to plant it. We have to let the let the idea grow that people will finally understand that this is what wrestling is supposed to be. Yeah. And then we get it. Like And it's especially frustrating because the WWE fans who are not accepting it are the same ones who, because they blindly accept WWE, are gonna blindly watch XFL again. Like it's just it's maddening. I'm gonna and give, I'll give XFL a shot. I'm, I'm gonna give it one week. I'll give everything exactly. Give everything a shot. I'm gonna give it one week. Hey, listen, we were extremely hyped for AEW. Me and Sean both said before it started, hey, if it ain't a hit. It's a hit. It's not a hit. It's not a hit. But it was a hit. It was a hit. Direct hit. Absolutely. You sunk my fucking battleship. Yes. But continuing on AEW news, they've announced that, and I already told Duvall, I'm worried about going in the direction of a commissioner. I don't like this role either. Commissioner Taz. I like the guy if if he lets you. Survive. If I let you. I not, uh, not my best task. I do better. No, that wasn't a really good red hook, Brooklyn uh I'm from Manhattan. I'm not from Yeah. I'm sorry, people. Yeah. But Pennsylvania uh, <laughs> accent is completely taken over. But um I think that I like I like Taz. I've always loved Taz as a wrestler, a commentator. He's, Everything. he's phenomenal. I, I Taz is one of those guys that I've he he's I feel like he's all he's been the voice of wrestling for me too. Um, one of the first guys to make his own fucking championship and call it Fuck the World, yeah. which I, I love that. So, FTW title for yeah. anybody who was too young to He know said, he said, you guys want to give me a title shot? Fine, I'll make my own fucking title. Um, but but uh, it's too many announcers. Yeah. I know what they're trying to do. Supposedly the rumor is... They need another voice, though. I think Taz being a voice and being out and coming and talking about me, they need somebody to transition the, the feuds. You, I feel like AEW, and this is one thing I, I said, you know the feud, what it is, they give you the promos, they give you the backstory and shit, but then, like, the guy... We need a guy who we will believe, like, remember create back... Create that the, bridge. But remember back in the day where Jerry the King, or JR when he was younger, would be like, ah, I hung out with uh, the Young Bucks earlier today, and we were sitting around, and we talked about this, and we shot the shit. I don't buy it for a minute that anybody's hanging out with JR, and nobody's hanging out with Shivani unless they have to. Shivani is getting pushed all the way to dark. He's going to be on purely on dark and maybe even another show. They're already talking about a Saturday morning TV show. That They want to do all this stuff, man. They want to do a lot. They should do a talk the show. They should do a talk you show. You Taz right in there, and you have Taz, Excalibur, and JR. And Taz does the stuff where I was just talking about, like, oh, man, like, yeah, I know these guys. Long time in the business. Like, oh, I've been hanging out with them. And they were telling me that they're not going to take any of this shit from anybody. And they're going to go right after Jericho. Oh, man. I've known this guy forever. I can hear Taz doing all that stuff. And it will sell. It will move it along. It, uh, it will be the butter, as it were. Speaking of Jericho, um, 
and obviously you weren't around for this. I was I was at a get together last night with a bunch of friends, people that I've known for years. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I was talking to my homeboy Chuck, and he asked me. He said, and I I pretty much went verbatim with our conversation about Jericho. He said, "Do you think that they should have put the belt on Jericho as the first champion?" Yes. Will he have the title for a long time? Yes. Uh, should he have the title for a decent amount of time? Yes. Mainly because, uh, and I said this the other day. And Two then pay-per-views. I, yeah. I, I said this the other day, and then I watched a video of Ryback uh, talking about it, and I was kind of like, damn, me and Ryback said the same shit days apart. Jer- I don't know why Ryback has so much say right now. Everybody's like going with him, but continue. I don't want to interrupt. He got continue. dicked over in WWE. They fucked him. They did, but at the same time, like, it's not what we want. He's not athletic. He's just another big meathead where... Or were they not letting him be athletic like he wants oh, to Oh, yeah. They were keeping Ryback from doing moonsaults and jumping. Not saying moonsaults. And I'm not saying moonsaults. I'm just Tope Suicina from Ryback! But, hey, Brian Cage is... Uh, I would say probably a little bit bigger than Ryback, wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, but Brian Cage, I said, don't you can't use but my if, words against me. But if he went, to I w- said the other day to you, or however. But long if he, ago, but if he went to WWE, they wouldn't be letting him do half the shit he does. No, they they water dudes down. They do. Yeah. That said, I don't believe they watered Ryback down that much. If anything, they added too much Kool Aid. Mm. I think CM Punk fucked Ryback's career because he was saying Ryback was hurting him, but Ryback wasn't hurting anybody else, wasn't apparently. Him as much as anybody else. I'm like, come on, dude. Well, you already dropped the pipe bomb. That rumor, too, that CM Punk was pretty much looking for. He knew that Cena buried people and he was more or less looking for a dude to bury himself. But jumping off topic, I know you're talking about the Jericho thing, but because so, we have a little bit more time about wrestling. AEW allowing Statlander. To finish her previously made deals instead of screwing her out of storyline. Yeah, she's not. She's not. Uh, they're going to do. She a- was the number one contender, and she got a high heel to the eye last time we saw her. And I thought the injury was just going to keep her out of it, but instead, she's ready to wrestle according to the story. And but she does, in fact, in real life, have a previous engagement with another company to have a match. Tony Khan has said. Why screw with things? We want to make everything as applicable as possible for the fans and for everybody else. Statlander's going to wrestle for them. And then we're going to have a fatal four-way match with Riho and three other women, who I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly who's in it right now. I know it's not. Nala Rose is one, right? No, is she, or is she suspended? She might be suspended still. So, moot point. Well, we can figure out who it is another time. I can put it on the post. But they're having a fatal four-way, and whoever wins that fatal four-way will defend against Statlander the next week. Immediately yeah. for the title. So, Satellite will still get her title match. Everybody who paid for their tickets to see the alien at the Independent Show are still going to see her. I think everybody wins in that situation. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it should set the standard for what everybody should be doing. And that's not just WWE. That's New Japan, who is having their problems with their pay-per-view coming up, where What's-His-Face is fighting Jericho. And now Jericho has even said that if he pins him... Of course he's number one in line for the AEW title. Yeah. Did you see that shit? Mm-hmm. So if the Painmaker loses, he ain't going to lose. He's not signing a contract to go over to, AEW, to New Japan to lose as the champion. No. And AEW is not going to let their champion go over there and then talk about his championship and then lose. That's not how that works. No. Nobody does that. So it'll be Jericho putting 
I can't remember who's, what his name is because all those Japanese names sound familiar. Oh, Tanahashi. Thank you. But he'll, they'll, he'll put him over because they do the great matches together and everything like they always have. And because that's Wrestle Kingdom, and that's a three day event. I yeah. love that, by the way. Yeah. I love doing a three day event. Gives the fans everything what they want because you're going for a hotel anyway. So pay a little bit more for two days. Have a great time. That's a, that's an event. Yeah. That's an event and a half. Speaking of events and just on the whole Jericho thing, um, I do compare him to Tom Brady of professional wrestling. I do think Jericho is the greatest of all time. Um, Top three, easy. Yeah. Uh, but as far as him. Um, involved with AEW is you know their champion everything like that. They were thinking about uh, Page, maybe getting that. It's time that uh, down the road because Adam Page has never held a uh, uh, singles title in any. He's never held a title before um, in any organization. He's been. And I'm sure in. that's contributing to the storyline they're doing, but I really hope they're doing more than just the alcoholic thing with him. Have you been watching all of AEW Dark lately and everything or no? A little bit, bits and pieces. It's pretty much been him. Just I didn't. I, I watched mostly the matches. Like I did watch Janela and Spears, but uh, after remember how I said the match where the most important part of that AEW was where he screwed and he didn't high five uh, Omega, Omega yeah. the match. He got drunk after that. So then on Dark the next week, we saw him all upset and all drunk, looking for Kenny to apologize, and he was stumbling around and all. Kenny. Kenny, like trying to apologize for shit, but he's a fucking mess. And I guess he eventually found Kenny, and before he could apologize, he passed out next to him. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, and Kenny takes his drink, puts it down for him, and it's just like, and that was the end of it, I think. So it's like, still didn't apologize, but so everything's falling apart with them, and he didn't come out to help them all. No, that would be a good. He was the only dude that cut, didn't come out when the creepers beat everybody up. That would be a good. Uh, like, get the belt off of get the belt off of Jericho for Hangman Page as far as a, as a face. Right, and then immediately goes heel, and then that's where Omega, the Omega era in AEW should begin, because Omega shouldn't get the belt next. The next person to get the belt is going to get it because somebody screws over somebody else. Because Jericho, I think wins. I think Moxley should get the belt next. Jericho wins. Speaking of Moxley, I don't mean to cut you off. No, but Jericho's going to win against Moxley, and then at the next pay per view, it will be a fatal four way or some other kind of match, and then Jericho will lose by not being pinned. Yeah, they won't let Jericho be pinned. Yeah. And then we'll have a story of um, the never been pinned champion, da 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 da, and then he'll have that going for just as long as he was a champion, and then he won't need to be the champion ever again. Jericho cemented legacy in AEW. Hmm. That's just how it, that's what it's going to be. I like that. It's again. Uh, anytime you want to contact us, Mr. Khan, uh, Sean Mulcahy, <laughs> Duval Brand, yeah. we're interested in writing, producing any kind of wrestling uh, first timers, but. We are very willing and able to go from undesirable to undeniable. Yes. So, <clears throat> that being said, I'm excited for their January 1st show. But Oh, by the way, shout out to John Moxley before we switch it over to Turf. Number one wrestler of the year. Wrestler of the year for Sports Illustrated 2019, Johnny Moxley. That is how you turn a negative into a positive. Uh, beginning of the year, they had him wearing a fucking Bane mask out there with a fucking jacket on. Nah, 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 nah. Then he came to the first pay-per-view, showed up, double or nothing. Well, you're skipping New Japan. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he kept The people brand. know that. I'm talking as far as he knew, AEW. He knew how to keep his brand going. He had everything planned out. He, he won was the away from his US life title. for US a couple title. months. United States uh, champion in, in, New, in New Japan. Until injury, staff infection. Yes. Um... 
Johnny Moxley, hey, that's how you market yourself. Like Sean said it earlier today. That's how you market. That's how you put yourself out there and get your brand going. And kudos to him for stepping away from... Kudos to him for gambling on himself. He took a big gamble not staying in WWE and going over to New Japan and working... Back to his roots. Back to his roots. The fucking Viper Room shit. Like, yes. That's the shit I'm talking about. Congratulations, John Moxley. That's how you gamble on yourself. Look forward to more of the same yeah, this man. coming year. Good, good shit, man. That's how that's how you turn. And one around. of the best things about being an AEW fan is knowing that even though I I feel like I know, but I'm not prolific. But I think I know that Jericho is going to win against Moxley for the title next pay per view. Yeah, doesn't mean that I am not excited as fuck to see the match. Yes, and ready to stand up and applaud like I always do for anything. Any good wrestling, even if I'm not there, I stand up and I applaud. I go crazy for these dudes. No. Like this is, if they deserve it, they deserve it. If anybody was fucked by the WWE more in the last two years, it's these two dudes. Yep. And both of them didn't deserve it. So. And cool. now they're going to be the the match. Yeah. That's going to be the match. Everybody <laughs> going wants against, to see. Well, it's going to be after the Royal Rumble. But I bet you the numbers for AEW's pay-per-view are going to be just as high as the Royal Rumble numbers. Oh, yeah. But, uh. Switching over to the NFL. It is Sunday. We are watching NFL Game Day live. Week 17. I don't even want to watch the 4 o'clock game with the (laughs) Dallas Cowboys playing the Redskins and the Eagles, Giants. Everybody listening knows if the Eagles win, they're in. If the Eagles lose and the Cowboys lose, the Eagles are in. The Cowboys got to win and the Eagles lose. The Cowboys get in. Yep. And it's still no good team. So we're not going to talk about the Cowboys until they beat a good team. And that's not going to be until 2020. So wonderful season for them. Biggest game of the day. We've already talked about this. It is the night game. NFL sometimes knows what they're doing when they flex shit. Um, who do you got? Let's just talk about that game real quick. We can talk about the other ones. We can catch up on this stuff. And then if we see something we want to talk see. about. But. I don't want to... Where do they? Where are they playing? Are they playing in San Francisco or are they playing... They're in, in Seattle. I'm almost positive they're in Seattle. I want to say without a doubt. Um, Marshawn Lynch is returning. Um, he... Oh, yeah. Duh. Then that's where it is. Yeah. It's in Seattle. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch is returning. The 12th man is going to be loud and proud. <clears throat> um, he did start off the year with the Raiders. And... Uh, he's been out since, uh, but apparently he stayed in shape. He's ready to go. Um, and as far as, I mean, everybody knows uh, Seattle is hurt. They got three running backs hurt right now in the IR. Uh, Rashard Penny, uh, Chris well, Carson. Everybody's talking about they brought Marshawn Lynch back, but they brought back uh, their other running back from the Super Bowl era too. Who's that? Um, I'm sorry, I'm bad with names. I want to say Pollard, but that's not right. That's, no. that's my second string quarterback in Dallas. Well, there's a set. There's another running back that the, the Seattle Seahawks went and picked up, and it's the other running back they had when they won a Super Bowl <laughs> with Marshawn Lynch. It's hysterical. It really, it deserves a chuckle. It yeah. really does because if if that's enough to beat who I've been saying for at least six weeks, probably eight weeks, yeah. that the Niners are the team to beat, that it's the Niners and the Ravens in the Super Bowl, and right now. I got Seattle winning. If tonight. Seattle win, I say I say the Niners. I got Seattle kills one hundred percent. He's gonna he drags dudes around like 
when you see the matches, when they take the big dudes, like we were just talking about Ryback or Strowman, and they fight like three dudes at the same time, and dudes are whip, they're whipping them around and shit. George Kittle does that in real life. Dude's got to face mask him, and he goes, eh, eh. <laughs> I'm just going home field advantage in the, the uh, just, I know the energy that's going to be in that. Oh, the energy is going to be, we talked about it before, be off the wall. It's going to be wild tonight. And it's, if Marshawn Lynch doesn't come out there in the first drive and do four yards of carry, even if they're four and out, four yards of carry for him, all right, then the second timeout, we need big plays. We don't need Beastquake. But we need big plays. Well. Because who do they have to throw to right now? Because Tyler Lockett's been shut down and hurt. And Cap, Metcalf, is, they put two on him. But dude is so big. Yeah. And he catches everything they throw he, at him he's, he's just, he's a monstrosity. I didn't think he was going to figure out the toe drag he, slide. He, but he, he has it. He has the ability. Oh. And I'm going to keep it. I'm going to be honest with you. He has the ability and the skill set if as the years go on to be like something like Megatron. Pick of the draft this last year. Yeah, he's rookie. He was asleep. He was. He was. Well, they're saying Josh Jacobs. I think it should be DK Metcalf. Why wouldn't I, I think it should be? I would say it should be on the better team. Depends. He's on getting the touchdown. Team, what? He's on the better team. He's. Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't care about that. I care about he's you're his, number two. His wide receiver. His, his, his and your numbers are consistent. His, his contribution to the team is greater than because they yeah. don't, they don't have any height of receiver except for him really. I mean, Lockett. they have the other guy. Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, Lockett's what five ten five. Yeah, he's only good for short. But he's killing toe drag it. swag passes. But he's he's but and over the middle slants because Russell Wilson he'll bomb What's it down he'll bomb it down the field. He like he like he's not good. He's he, amazing. He likes the short pass game too. But I, I think that's what's really gonna hurt uh, San Fran tonight is the short pass game. Plus, there's a lot. There's a little. There's a little. A uh, little bit on the line too. Uh, Seattle, this is going to be their first uh, NFC West title if they win tonight since 2012 when they won the Super Bowl the last time. They've been in a funk ever since the interception at the goal line. Yeah. Real talk. So I think, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, that, that'll that fuck with you. And, I, and hopefully... I get sick to my stomach when I, I think I'll tell you that. what. If the Seattle Seahawks make it to the Super Bowl with Marshawn playing and they get in that situation... They if better. you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know, they're running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, God forbid they get in that situation again and they're just like, we're going to throw it. I can hear Pete Carroll in my head, like when they cut to him on the sideline. I, mean, I hear him chewing. Oh, no! Yeah, I hear him chewing. And he throws the headphones off and it's like, oh, I know it's over. It's like, it's over because it, you're a fucking idiot. Is it fucked up that I could hear this man chewing gum on my TV? Yeah. That it man, be, he be... I mean, he be fucking that gum up. <laughs> he chews gum louder than Mike Tomlin's eyes. And those are loud eyes. <laughs> Mike Tomlin gonna hear this one day? Ah, I can hear his eyes. And I fuck. can hear Mike Tomlin blink from here. Those eyes are so buggy. Oh my god. He, uh, he does look like a water bug. Damn. But uh, as far as uh, another game this week that's important, Tennessee Titans, if they win, they're in. No, if the Tennessee Titans win and you lose, then they're in. Yeah, we ain't beating Baltimore. They're all second string. Yeah, I know. And the defense is some third. Yeah, but watch RG3 come out with some vintage shit just for Pittsburgh. It's not vintage. It's what they've been doing. If he comes out and plays the same way that Lamar Jackson plays, 
He should get half the yardage. He gonna do math. He gonna he gonna he gonna start playing like how he went to Cleveland. But that means year. you guys need to throw like three. Listen, let's talk about this right now, then, because I have the Dallas Cowboys defense in against Washington at four twenty five, and I can change it right now to the Baltimore defense against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it's the Washington Redskins. Nah, keep that. Yeah, keep that's that. what I mean. Yeah, keep that. Don't don't put don't put Baltimore. Keep not nah, Washington. They're in Wash. They're in Dallas. Yeah, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, they're in Dallas. Yeah, Dallas defense. Okay, I'm gonna keep that. All right, but we were talking about because <laughs> Baltimore and everything. But Baltimore is gonna. But that's another thing you heard about the Texans. No, the Texans game is the 420 game. Ha. If ha. wait, they they move the games around because of this. Because if Baltimore loses, then the Texans go up a seed if they win. But right now. They're not playing any of their starters. They said they're going out there against Tennessee Titans and they're playing second string dudes. No Hopkins, no uh, Watson. Like, why? It's kind of... It's a gamble. It's a gamble, but everybody's sitting everybody this week. I mean, right now the Saints are sitting a lot of players. Anybody who has Michael Thomas, if you guys are still playing fantasy, you're getting screwed like me because it's 35-3 in Carolina. So the traffic is a little rough right now in <laughs> the beginning of the third quarter. <laughs> That's why it's even more of a reason to watch the, the night game tonight because you know everybody's playing in that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And even if they tried to bench guys, they ain't sitting no. It's time to play. Get out there. Yeah, they, 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 get, they, get your ass out there. Right. It's going to be a game tonight. Watch it just for the atmosphere. How about Detroit right now? 17-3 over the Packers. I knew that was going to happen. They ran a Philly special and got a touchdown. Yeah. Cincinnati. Danny Amendola out there throwing bullets. Cincinnati <laughs> is losing. I'm sorry, is beating the Browns 23-16 to because they can finally play. Um, that's about it. Yeah. The Chiefs are beating the Rams 24-14. But, I mean, I'm giving you play-by-play like somebody's going to be watching this and everything. But there's nothing, nothing happening pretty much today that we didn't know was going to happen. Yeah. Like, everything is going according to plan. Um, Jets and Buffalo doesn't matter. Buffalo is struggling a little bit. But. Uh-oh. Minnesota out here trying to do something against Chicago. They are. I mean, hey. Their backup running back is doing work. Did you see, I mean, I feel bad for I, I, I feel bad for Kirk Cousins, man. I didn't know he was that worse of a record on Monday Night Football. My man is 0-9? Mm-hmm. Holy Who shit. Who cares? I mean, that's that's not good. Almost half of them are divisional, and then half of those are against the Packers. <laughs> and since he's been playing, it because it's not just him on the Vikings. It's him when he was on oh. the Redskins. And it's him when he was on the. Who else did he play for? Who? Kirk Cousins. Didn't he play for the team? Just Washington? That was it. I thought he went somewhere else. No. Yeah. All right, so regardless, it's Washington and the Packers. And then, like I said, half of it is like Washington against Dallas and Washington against the Eagles. You're always going to lose those games. Like, that's a rough game to win under the lights. Yeah. But the amount of money he gets paid, he needs to make sure that I don't get 0 oh, 10. Mm hmm. That's for damn sure. Got Cincinnati out here trying to... Well, we're done on Monday night games this year, so it's not like it can happen again this year. But next year, better believe when that schedule comes out, he's going to look... 
Do you think Who that, do I play on Monday? Do you think with uh, Joe Burrow throwing seven touchdown passes last night and destroying Oklahoma uh, 63 to 28, do you think that he is now Cincinnati's overall? Duh. Yeah. I call it Cincinnati's duh. Yeah. That's it. Like when they call him number one, ain't nobody going. I don't even know anything about college football. And I did watch that game because I had nothing else going on because Bethany stayed with her grandparents. But I watched that game. While playing Pokemon Shield, no lie, and that was unreal. Mm. And, but it wasn't just him; his defense was. Did you see that trick play that, that they tried, and then dude just came in like a goddamn bolt of lightning and intercepted it? No. Oh my god, dude! Like the play took too long to develop. It was uh, running back took it, went over, and then pitched it back to the quarterback, and it felt like you were watching it in slow mo, but it's not. It's like, oh, God, get rid of the ball. He gets rid of it, and it has just this slow arc on it that worked for Burrow like earlier in the game where he got hit real hard and he got that one off. And then, dude, this dude, seriously, like comes off screen, just like Speedy Gonzalez shit. Like on delays, right into it, takes the ball, and the only reason he doesn't go out of bounds when he's taking the ball is because he fucking clear runs into the receiver. Damn. But the, he gets there the exact same time as the ball, so he just... Takes it. Like, their hands are both there. It's just, mine, bam. And I'm already on a full speed. Cleared into him. Dude, dude's on the benches. And he's just standing there. Just, <laughs> like, what? I think he went down, actually. I'm not going to say he just stood there. But he went down. And an interception. Like, holy shit. Like, that was a game. That was a game on all fronts. Uh, before we wrap it up here. Because, you know, again, it's a, it's a Sunday episode. It's yeah. week 17 of football. so and There's nothing especially fantastic yeah. going on. Before we wrap it up here real quick, just want to throw out a, uh, a funny-ass statistic. Hit it. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is the first quarterback to start 16 games the entire season in Cleveland Browns organization since who? Mind you, Cleveland had have some quarterbacks. <laughs> So, I want to say it's going to be some name like Kitna. I'll give you one more. Does it start with an H? Just just say who you think it is. I can't think of his phone. Like 16 that. games. First quarterback to start for the Cleveland Browns. How how you how you or whatever his name was? Nope. Tim right. Tim Couch, 2001. <laughs> the guy they drafted. <laughs> So for 18 years, they haven't had a guy start Whoa, 16 fucking games. That's crazy. And that is why Pittsburgh is in y'all ass every year. Uh, on that's that note, <laughs> uh, I'm Duval Branch. I'm Sean Mulcahy. I'm sitting here stunned <laughs> at that stat. I wanted to leave y'all in awe before we dipped out. That's but uh, crazy. hey, happy new year to everybody. Be safe. Use Uber. Use Lyft. Don't be out there drinking and driving. And use protection because you do not want a baby born... Uh, I guess in September. Yeah, September. You don't want that. You're singing Earth, Wind, and Fire for the rest of your life. But anyway, you know, let's... he's saying that, and we're both sitting here Libras, which means that we were more than likely born in and around <laughs> yeah. New Year's Eve. I was you don't year. want another one of these on the round. <laughs> right. oh! uh, but, hey, ladies and gentlemen, peace. We Love. appreciate it. Love Happy y'all. Us. Hey, and again, we appreciate y'all for coming through this Turf for Ten Brothers podcast. Have a good night. Bye.